Amen, guys. I just want to invite you up to the front. We're going to open up with prayer tonight. Hallelujah. God Almighty, we thank you so much for who you are, Lord God. We thank you for this night that we can just come to you. We can, Lord, stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters. We can intercede. We thank you that you hear us when we call on your name, God, that your ears are attentive to our prayers. We just ask, Lord, that you have your way, dear God, with these people that we lift up to you, Lord. We ask that you touch their lives, God, that you would transform them in Jesus' name. Amen. If you guys want to come up here, everybody, for rapid fire, just come up here to the mic right now. We're going to pray 30 to 60 seconds right now. Just cry out to God right over here. Jonathan, if you can stand up. 30 to 60 seconds, and let's just stand in agreement for these people that we lift up to God. Amen. Lord Jesus, right now I stand in the gap for all my brothers and sisters, all of my family, Lord God, all of their body, Lord God. And I just come against any spiritual darkness that's trying to hinder them, Lord God. All those that are persecuted, every form of witchcraft, every form of false religion, all of these false idols, these false gods, I break their power and hold over these people right now. Thank you, Lord, Father God, for who you are, my God. Thank you, Lord, that you are a provider, Lord, and that you are our healer, my God, and that you are present, Lord, Father God, that at the name of Jesus, you respond, Lord, Father God, that we don't have to beg or wait, Lord, Father God. We just have to have that faith the size of a mustard seed, Lord, Father God, to know that you are here with us, Lord. I just want to lift up all the churches, our churches, Lord, Father God, around the world, Lord Jesus, that are your body, my God, coming together from all different parts, Lord, Father God, the universal church, Lord, Father God, that you provide for, my God. I ask, Lord, that you continue to straighten them to do the work that they are called out to do, my God. I ask, Lord, that you open ways for them, Lord, Father God, that you clear up the road, Lord, Father God, for them not to stumble, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are, are there for us, you are faithful, my God, and that even when we doubt, Lord, Father God, you are still at our side, Lord, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are... Um, you love us so much, my God, that you would not let anything hurt us or come against us, Lord Father God, that we could not handle, my God. And that when it does, Lord Father God, you will find us a way out of it, Lord Father God, that it will be beneath our feet, Lord Father God. That we would grow and persevere, Lord God, the churches, Lord Jesus, that need you, Lord Father God. That we may not be with them, Lord Father God, but you will provide financially, Lord Father God. You will provide with wisdom and knowledge, Lord Jesus, and how to go about, Lord Father God. God, I also
also want to lift up my mother Anna, Lord Father God, with her trials and tribulations that she's going through, Lord Father God, where she is searching, Lord Jesus, that she would find you, God. She would find you once and for all, my God. That everything that she's going through would just bring her down to repentance, to receiving the salvation that was free on the cross, Lord Father God. The free gift that you offer so freely, Lord Father God, that we take advantage of every single day, Lord. I also lift up my father, Noel Alegria, Lord Father God, in Guatemala, who's just facing everyday persecution, Lord Father God, from the militants out there, Lord Father God, who can do anything they want and keep with him, Lord God. I just ask that you come to him in a dream, Lord Father God, or you speak to him in his heart, Lord Father God, that you just do something to completely transform this man to be the man of God that he is called out to be, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers, that when two or more come together, God, you are present. In Jesus' name, amen. God, I thank you, Lord, Father, that you are a healing God, my God. I thank you, Lord, Father, God, that you are powerful, my God. You have all authority in heaven and earth, my God. I pray and lift up Lula right now, my God. I pray, Lord, Father, God, that you declare healing, Lord, Father, God, be declared, my God. I pray, Lord, Jesus, you just lay hands on her right now, my God. You just lay your spirit on her, Lord, Father, God, give her life, my God. Heal her of her sickness, heal of her physical, physical need, my God. Just pray, my God, that you, Lord, Father, God, would just be with her right now. Lord, Father, God, counseling her right now, my God, just filling her up, my God, with your Holy Spirit, getting in her life, my God, just, just overwhelming her life, my God, like nothing before her, but Lord, Father, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you just, just break the hearts, my God, just break her heart, Lord, Father, God, break the barriers, my God, that she has, Lord, Father, God, to just glorify your name, my God, to just be open to you with open arms and just let her inside your heart, let, let you inside her heart, Lord, Father, God, with an all-consuming fire in her heart be burned alive, my God. We just touch everything that he touches, my God. We'll still be just glorified in your will just be lit on fire, my God. Glorified, Lord Father, I just pray, Lord Father, can just be with her at this time, just a healer of her sickness, Lord Father, God, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now, Lord, for faith, Lord. I pray not just for believers, Lord. I pray for disciples. I pray right now that we will not just believe it or just be hearers of the word. I would pray for discipleship, that people in churches will rise and be disciples as the being used in that Methodist center. I pray for them will use similar structures, Lord. And then that, that discipline their body, Lord. They wouldn't have to mess up marriages, mess up just church, not just church, church, perfect people, but Lord, the real people to live for you, Lord. I pray right now your spirit will commit people, that discipleship will be in churches, Lord. They will not decline, they will increase in faith as of now, America is declining. I pray right now that your spirit will revival, Lord. Just like the days of the Pentecostals, the first days and from the day of Pentecost to the Sousa Street revival, I pray right now in our outpouring spirit that we will be these disciples of discipleship and the spirit will move upon them. I pray right now, spirit of God, commit hearts that not sin and compromise be in the way. So I pray for patience to do the right thing, to evangelize the street, to believe in the gifts, I pray 
nations. That you say, go out into the, all the world, make disciples. And I pray that we'll do this in the city and to the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord just some praise right now? Sorry about that. We just want to welcome you right now to Encounter. We're about to get ready to praise and worship. So if you guys want to join us up to the front, just get ready to get lost in God's presence. Amen. Just welcome him in this place. We welcome you, oh Lord. 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 We welcome you.
Sing, be lifted high. 
Desperate for you to move in this place. We wait for you. We wait for you. Come here. We wait for you. We wait for you. We wait for you. Walking in your room, and we wait for you.
Jesus, I swear I want to be close to your arms, close to your embrace, close to you. It's where I want to be. It's where I want to be with you. It's where I want to be. Your heart, just come sing that out. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, we 
We thank you. We, we thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for encountering us tonight. God, we just thank you for your wonderful, beautiful presence, God. Your precious presence, Lord. God, we don't take for granted, Lord. I thank you for this time, Lord God, that, Lord, that you came and touched our hearts. You came and spoke to us. You came, Lord. God, we love you. We love you so much. We give you all the praise and the worship, Lord. Have your way this night, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Encounter. Oh, a great time of worship there. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus. All right. Thank you, Adam and Laura, for uh, <laughs> blessing us. <laughs> Please come again next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, y'all. <laughs> praise the Lord. Welcome to Encounter. Here we are. Sundays, our main service on 10 a.m. Wednesdays, we're here. You can't miss this out of Wednesdays. Come on. This is what's all about. Worshiping, being in his presence. I wish I could have kept going, but we got a set of order, you know. All right. Uh, Friday, we have LVU service, 730. Our vision here at Metro Praise to love God and love people. Strategy to connect you, mentor you, send you out, share gospel. All right. We have a goal of 100,000 disciples here in Chicago and 50 churches planted here in Chicago and 500 worldwide. Amen. We believe in tithes. 10% of your total girls go to, G, uh, goes to Jesus. <laughs> goes to the kingdom of God. Amen. It, it is Jesus. That's right. And um, whatever you give um, after your tithes is your offering. So we'll receive that too as well. And uh, let's pray and let's get to this word. Amen. For those who are giving. Father, we thank you for um, your precious presence that's in this room, God. Lord, I just pray that you bless every person that's giving, and God, that uh, that your kingdom, Lord God, would lack anything, Lord, not one thing, Lord God, because, God, the people that are here are faithful to you, because the people that are here give what belongs to you, Lord. I pray that in our hearts, God, we will always give to you what belongs to you, Lord, and so you will be blessed, Lord God. Lord, you, you bless us as well as we give what belongs to you, Lord. So I just pray that you bless the giver, Lord. Bless them abundantly, Father God, spiritually, Lord, and, and with favor, of God, everywhere they're at. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the title of tonight's message, <clears throat> The Failing Church. Okay? The Failing Church, this message is going to be, um, it's, it's, it's a message that I began to um, Think about Sunday, actually. Pastor Joe shared the status on Sunday morning, and I just, it bowed me, and I had to share it, and I want to share it to all of you. The Failing Church. Before we get to the passage, I just want to share some status that Pastor Joe shared, and I'm using them because I feel that we need to hear them again, and I feel like we need to be aware of what's going on, okay, and why the church, which is the Church of America, is failing. It's declining. Okay, listen to this status by Patrick um, Patrick Buchanan. Uh, he wrote in his book uh, "The Death of the Superpower," which is the death of the Christian American, the Christian Christian America. 
Okay, this is status number one. I want you to listen and even write it down. 99% of U.S. at the time of revolution was Protestant Christian. 99% of U.S. at the time of revolution was Protestant Christian. That's in 1783. The time of the revolution, we're talking here many years ago, 100 years ago, 99% of America was Christian. That's amazing. Number two, today only 51% is Protestant and it's dropping. And for the first time in U.S. history, okay, will the minority, will be the minority position. 51% today. So we're talking it went cut in half. But 99 to 51% is Protestant, and we're continuing to drop here in this nation, okay? As we can see, if we're in 1970, I mean in 1783, this place will be filled. <laughs> but we're in 2012. To the, number three, today only 76% claim to be Christian, down 86 from 1990. So in 22 years, it dropped 10%. Okay, of our population, Christians. Okay, for secularism, sec secularism has grown to over 14% of the U.S. It's what they teach at schools, okay? Secularism is what they teach at schools. You came from a monkey. It's what Nazis believe. It's what atheists believe. It's what now all the you know, philosophers want to go by and politicians. That, that's like secularism right there, okay? So we're talking 14%. It's gone up 14%. 65, last that is 65% of World War II generation is, a, is our Bible believing. Okay? I'm going slow, so you guys again. Are you guys understanding this? 65% of World War II generation is Bible believing. 35%, okay, baby boomers are the people that were born, um, in the 60s, between the 60s and 80s, okay? 35% baby boomers are Bible-believing. 20% Generation X, people were born, actually, I'm sorry, those are the baby boomers, 1945. 20% um, Generation X born between six, 1960s and 1980s, I'll reverse that one, are Bible-believing. And 4% Generation Y, people are, 25 years old and younger believe the Bible, okay? That means, I'm like, I'm 26. How many people here are 25 and under? Your generation, only 4% believe the Bible. Believe that the Bible is the word of God. The Bible is the word of Jesus Christ, okay? John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. I know that I'm still in my introduction. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And, and John, in the verse 14 says the word became flesh. Okay, we know that the word, the entire Bible is the word of Jesus Christ. Jesus was there in the beginning. Therefore, everything that was written, you know, the, throughout the books of the epistles, the gospels, the Old Testament, the prophets, is, it was inspired by the Holy Spirit given to man. And, yes, we know that God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God is one in three. Amen. Jesus gave this word to us. Is the word of Jesus. We 
must know the word of God. We must teach the word of God to our generation. Okay? I want to I start preaching, but I can't yet because I got to start. <laughs> I got to finish reading this. All right. Um, I'm going to read something out of the book that um, Pastor Joshua put this quote on, on, on Facebook, and I just wanted to use it. And uh, I actually forgot to put the author here, but I'm going to read what this man says. It says, okay, it, this is between compliance and seal, people in the church, compliance and seal, compliance like, you know, feeling comfortable, come to church, people that are compliance, having a seal, which is a good thing. You know, the Bible says, you know, you know, um, you know, have a seal for the Lord, right? You know, have seal and fervor for the Lord and preach the gospel. So, versus maturity and fruitfulness, okay? Now, this is what he said. And we tend to produce members who support the church instead of disciples who impact the world. During 30 years in ministry, I observed that most pastors settle for appropriate behavior in a, se- a selfish spirit on the part of their ministry, of, of the members, I'm sorry. Much of the time, I did the same. If members regularly attend the church activities, accepted its basic doctrine, served in ministry, and did not create waves, I felt satisfied. If they also tithe, contribute to missions, attended, attended prayer meetings, and occasionally witnessed or invited people to church, I practically jumped for joy. Yet believers can do all these and still live self-centeredly. They do not endure miserable marriages, display unlikely behaviors at church, and irritate their neighbors and co-workers while making little difference for the kingdom of God. Too often we equate compliance and seal with maturity. Compliance may be external without transformation and seal simply human enthusiasm instead of deep conviction. Even when genuine seal without maturity fails to produce the fruit that it could, okay, we cannot settle for less than continuing growth towards mature and fruitful discipleship. Y'all got that? What I'm trying to say is this. That if God says to love God and love your neighbor, and you're going around saying, man, you know that person right here? You know that person there? What? 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 what, what? And you, you're a disciple? I don't, I don't sort of like that person. Oh, hold on a second. You see, what you're demonstrating there, that's just an example, okay? What you're demonstrating there is just no maturity, no fruitfulness of what God's telling you in your word to do. Am I right? You might be a person that is full of seal, full of, you know, and loves Jesus. But it's okay to make mistakes like that because we're all still growing. That's right? But I want us, I want us to be a church that, that, that is mature and fruitful. And how we're going to do so is by knowing the word of Jesus, okay? Why is the church failing? Why is, is, is so much declining? Why, what, what's going on? There is, in a church, they're accepting same-sex marriages now. In the church, a lot of junk is happening that the pastors are accepting. Okay, pastors are preaching lukewarm messages. Pastors are preaching, um, you know, messages that are not convicting. Telling people not, you know, not even message to repent. Joe Olsen, I haven't heard him preach a message to repent. Nothing wrong with his messages. He, he, he preaches encouraging messages. Am I right? I sometimes listen to them. They're encouraging. But, man, the way we're going to impact a world to Jesus is to let people know that they must understand they're sinners and they must repent of their sin. You see, 
the church is declining. The church, there's so much going on inside the church where you hear that as much as there is divorce out in the world, there is in the church, as much as there is drug using in the church, it's also out in the world. And vice versa with the rest of the things. Like, for example, having sex out of marriage, lying. And I understand people coming to the church to get transformed, to get changed, to get close to God. But there has to be a point where people need to understand, why did Jesus come and die on the cross? Why did Jesus, Jesus was crucified, buried, and risen from the dead. That is powerful. There is a resurrection. That, is, that must be a transformation in my life as well. Therefore, we're, there's pastors allowing people to gather in churches, and people are sitting there and listening, but there's no transformation, no change, no fruit. Why? There's something wrong. There must be something wrong. Some, the message, it must be something wrong with the message. Something is wrong with the church of America. You know, now there's mega churches growing, and it's something, okay, that's fine. The mega churches are growing, but what's happening is the, the, the people from smaller churches are going to the big churches. That's what's happening. And what, whoa, 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 man, wow, look at all this. This big mega church is growing, and that's fantastic. And, oh, praise God, that's good, it's growing. These people were already saved. These people have already heard the gospel. These people probably just went there because, you know what? They were probably, they probably were told in the other church they can be sleeping together without being married. And they hide in there. You see, we, Christianity, there might be a big majority in this nation that claims to be Christian, that believe in the Bible, but they're not following and obeying it. Okay? And the reason why the church is failing, here, the... Uh, three that I pointed out that just like are very common to today. Homosexuality. Okay? A president allows same-sex marriage now. And to God, that's sin. To me, that's sin. Okay? And that gets me, it, it, it bothers me, especially if a person is going to say they believe in Jesus, they believe in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 6. Excuse me. Before I get there, what did Jesus say is going to happen? According to Matthew chapter 16, verse 17 to 19. When Jesus had questioned Peter, who do, you, who do men say that I am? And Peter and, and the disciples told him that you are the, you're the son of God, you are the living God. And what, you see, because they believed and knew that the man that came before him was the Messiah, was the Christ, was the one that gives life, was the one that gives forth salvation, has the words of truth, has the words of has all that we need. All that we're missing is found in him. Now watch this. He says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by men, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hate will not overcome. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. No matter, you know what? 
No matter what happens, no matter how many churches grow, no matter how little the church might look, it doesn't matter. Jesus says that the gates of hell is not going to prevail over the church. But you know what we need to do so the gates of hell won't get any more closer? We got to begin to preach the gospel. And it's going to start with every single one of us. And make sure that we defend the word of God. Make sure that we stand by the word of God. We live for, with the word of God. That the word of God, God, he's holy. God is righteous. And he is just. And we need to stand for him. This nation is no longer standing for God. And I just feel a righteous anger. And you should do. You should too feel a righteous anger to know that. Your generation, only 4% for some of you and for others, a little more, 35%, 20%. We're talking less than 35% of your generation believe the Bible is the word of God. Believe that the Bible is real. Believe that the Bible is the way of life. I don't know, but, but, but for me, I just I don't feel right about that at all. Well, what's going on? We've allowed the right to be wrong and the wrong to be right. We, the, the, the nation, his, his people, even in the church, they've allowed and they changed things. Okay, they mixed things up. The scripture says it right here. Um, according to homosexuality, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 10. Do, not, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolater, nor adulterous, nor male prostitute, nor homosexual offender. Right there. Nor thief, nor the greedy, nor drunker, nor slander, nor swindler will inherit the kingdom of God. Right there. The homosexual is a sinner, must repent, the prostitute, adulterer. It's all sin. There must be a repentance. There must be a change. But there's churches that are okay with that. You know, at our church, we have discipleship. We're going to get into people's lives. We're going to ask them how they're doing. We're going to filter people through the word of God, period. Why? Because we love the bride of Jesus. We love Jesus. We love, we, we cherish, the, cherish the church and for what it is. Jesus gave it to us. It's the best thing that you can have. There has to be something in us that we got to do something. We got to do something about this. We got to, first of all, pray as we hear through the stats. You know, pray. Ask God, man, you know, break my heart for these, for, for this, uh, you know, these numbers. They're horrible. You know, give me a heart for the homosexual so I may love that person. Tell them that there's a way and there's a change, that they can repent, they can be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. They believe that the scripture says that it's a sin. How can you? It's like, for example, okay? Okay, I got same-sex attraction. And God made me that way. And I was born that way. And God's concepted that way. And yes. And I'm going to heaven. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. I'm, I don't have same-sex marriage, but I am attracted to a woman. But still, the scripture says, if I lust upon the opposite sex, and I'm not married with that person, I'm lusting, isn't that committing adultery? Isn't that sin? Well, what's the difference? You're having the same attraction 
with you having the same attraction I have, but this, I'm doing it with a woman, you're doing it with a man, or you're doing it with a girl, girl. It's still sin. It's sin. We, you need to learn this and let your, the people out in the streets know that and let people that you know their home session. And, with, of course, with grace and with kindness, as it says in Jew, the scriptures, you know, uh, with a little bit of fear of God and a little bit, you know, of uh, uh, mixed with mercy. If we're not telling people the truth, laying the bride of Jesus Christ be stained, we're allowing the bride of Jesus Christ to, 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 to you know, compromise. We give the person an option. We let the person know, hey, listen, man, God can change you, man. It's okay. It's okay, man. God can change Let's Let's do it, man. Just, if you believe it, you want to accept it, just believe it, man. Because the scripture says it, man. Just believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Come on. You know, this is what the scripture says. I, I will help you through it, man. You know, God can do it. You know, God help me overcome lust. God help me overcome perversion. The person's dealing with the same thing. You understand what I'm saying? So there's, there's, there is there is power in Jesus' name. There's power through the blood. There's power when you put your faith in Jesus, you know. Um, unbelief, okay. So now our generation deals with a lot of unbelief. And we see here in Revelation 21, verse 8, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murders, the sexual and moral, those who practice magic arts, the idolater and the liar, their place will be in the fear, in the in the in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Okay, how many people out there, agnostics, atheists, don't believe in God? You know what? Not even people that aren't church people, but people even in the church just want to use certain scripture of the Bible and say, you know, this is what I believe in. I don't believe that part. I don't believe this part. I don't, you know, so on and so forth. Some, you know what? I'm not going to judge them say they're going to go to hell, but the scripture judges them by, by itself. All right? But those that do not believe, I'm talking about the church. Because when a person comes filthy with sin, when a person comes to God with sin in their life and they say, I want, I accept Jesus Christ, forgive me my sin, I repent, forgive me, come and change me. There has to be a, there has to be a change. There has to be a change in that person's life. Because then and there, when a person gives to Jesus what belongs to him, that person is changed. A person, once a person learns to let go and surrender their sin, Jesus will do the rest and that's it. It's supernatural. It's, it's, it's mysterious, but it's what Jesus did in the cross. He resurrected from the death. A soul do we resurrect from the death. And we give to him what belongs to him. Okay? That goes with the unbelief. That's good with homosexuality. That goes also with all the wickedness that people deal with. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. But among you there must be no, be not be even a hint of sexual morality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which ought out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For all of this, you can be sure, no immoral, impure, greedy person, such man is an idolater. 
idolater, excuse me, uh, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Okay? There is a lot of this still going on in the church. See, these status right here, 35% baby boomers believe in the Bible. How many, how many baby boomers we got in the church? 20% Generation X believe in the Bible. So that means if you give me some Generation Y people, about 10 of them, that means four of them believe in the Bible. And they could be sitting in the church still. Now, there's something that we can do about that. We're going to believe in the, in the Bible. We're going to believe in the Bible. John 3.16 says, God, For God so loved the world that he gave his one only son, and whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his, send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not, he has not believed in the name of God, one and only son. So once a person does not believe scripture they stand condemned already okay first timothy says in chapter four you know um it says to 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 um preserve it says watch your life and doctrine closely preserving them because if you do you will save both yourself and your hearers you gotta be careful now how many false religions are there out there you know you got jehovah witnesses the mormons the all these false prophets that came along the past 200 years teaching false stuff. You got to be careful. All right? What we can do is also defend the faith. This is a command that the scripture gives us in Jude. Verse 3 says, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was that." That was once for all entrusted to the saints. For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. There are godless men who changed the grace of our God into license for immorality, who deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign Lord. God and Lord. You see right here. Jude was coming along and saying, hey, you know, I know I'm going to, you were thinking I was urging to grieve about your salvation, but I just feel to tell you, I urge, I'm urging you, I'm urging you, I'm, I'm, I'm pleading you, contend. Another word for contend is to defend for the faith that was once entrusted to all saints. Why? Because man who's, con for certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago has secretly slipped among you. There are godless men who change the grace of God. They deny Jesus Christ. So many people out there deny Jesus Christ. You have to be well equipped. That's what we have discipleship. We have one-on-one, -on -one, two on one Here you learn how to defend the faith. You're going to learn about different faiths. To challenge you to stand for the word. Stand for your faith. And be somebody that's going to make a difference and change at your jobs, at your schools, at your at, 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 at your family's functions, 
There has to be a change. Because if, let me tell you one thing. You got Bill Johnson. You have Dr. Brown. These people, the Generation Boomers, right? Uh, they're, they're the ones doing, they're on fire, you know? Dr. Brown has a uh, 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 Bible college school, um, you know, and, and um, Bill Johnson is leading an awesome ministry. These guys are anointed on fire, just pouring into the generation to come. You know what's going to happen is people are going to pass out sometime. Who's going to be the next? Who's next? You are next. You have to get on fire. You have to just start preaching the gospel. You have to get into this word. So the church of Jesus Christ will not prevail. So, so the church of Jesus Christ will continue, and the gates of hell won't even get near anymore. We got devils inside the church, in the pulpit. I urge you, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm begging you, get on fire for God. Get on fire for God. Jude one. Jude one twenty says, "But you, dear friends, build yourself up, build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life." The Bible has so many commandments. There's so many scriptures that ran through my mind, and I'm just like, if I'm going to put all these scriptures down, I won't even remember what I'm going to preach about. But I just want to keep it so simple. That's why I'm so simply and slowly sharing this message so you can understand. Get on fire. The church is declining. The, the church no longer need any big functions, any big outreaches. No more all these things going on that the church brings. You know, eggs dropping from a helicopter. The church needs preachers in the pulpit in the streets that will bring a message that will be convicting to the heart. It's transforming lives. And allowing the people to have the opportunity to repent and get close to Jesus. Or else, why did Jesus die on the cross? If there is no power, if there is no change, if you have people in the church not believing in the Bible, you have a responsibility. Build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in God's love. As you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. It starts with being with Jesus. It starts with being with the Father and being in His Word. Knowing Him. Knowing His Word. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 11. Paul commands Timothy. Command and teach and teach these things. This goes for you too. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to public reading of Scripture, to preaching and the teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through the prophetic message when the body of elders lay your hands on you. Be diligent. In these matters, give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely and preserving them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. You understand? This is a commandment that's found in Scripture. There's so many much more in First Timothy. Read through all the book of First Timothy. The epist read through the book of Jude. 
And after you read every, every chapter, just question yourself. You got to filter yourself through the word and, and ask yourself, am I doing this? Am I doing this? And be practical and do it. Jesus commanded us in, Matthew, in Mark chapter 16. He says, go into the whole world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This true condemnation, this true hell, this true, it's real, it's all real. If the sooner we get it, the sooner we understand, the sooner we grasp it, I'm telling you, it's going to come sooner when you get deeper into his word, when you get deeper in his, in his prayer and his presence, and you have the chance tonight to do so, the freedom to ask God, God, give me a revelation of hell, give me an understanding of your scripture, give me comprehension. Lord, give me a revelation of your word. Let me know you more so I can make you known. Let me see how you see the lost soul, the atheist, the agnostic, the Muslim. All these God-haters, even the people there, they, they call themselves Christians, they go to church. They don't obey the word of God. They need, we all need Jesus. He says right here, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, they will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. You know, we need the fear of God in the church. You know, the scripture says that the fear of God is, is, is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Okay? You begin to obtain the knowledge, the word of God. You begin to read and give yourself time to it. When you open that word, you sit back, you say, God, here I am. Speak to me. I've been just laying back and reading John and 1 John and 2 John 3, just meditating on it. You know, a lot of belief and faith is built up through those books. See, as you sit back and, and just... Let the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and just let it be all that it is. Then you're going to understand the fear of God because the knowledge, the beginning of knowledge and understanding wisdom is the fear of God. When you begin to know who he is, then you begin to fear who this God is. A reverence fear, a holy right, a fear that is healthy, a fear that's gonna, that, that is going to Save your soul that's going to save your hearers, that's going to help other people around your life because you got the word. You have to be the light of the world. You have to be salt to the people around you. That Jesus says, you know, don't, don't hide under a, a hill, but stand in the hilltop and shine your light. You know, I sent a Facebook message to all the 201 students. Calling them out. Let's go evangelize. Wednesdays, 5 o'clock. What time is good? 6 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Let's come out and witness. Why am I the only one witnessing out there? We have about 20, 30, 201 students, 201, getting prepared, getting meant to go and do the ministry of Jesus Christ. I understand some people have their schedules. But what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go 
different times of the day, noon times, evening times. I want to pick random times. I'm going to put it on Facebook. Everybody's going to message because I'm not going to let the devil mess with the people in our community. I'm not going to let the devil just think it's okay that people will just come into church and believe the Bible, 4% of it, and that's it, and they raise their hands. And No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to let that happen. And if you're with me, please check your Facebook and your messages, okay? You're not going to be with me. You're going to be with Jesus. You're doing this for Jesus. I'm just like, I'm giving you an opportunity. We got to get on fire for God. I want to be the next Bill Johnson. I want to be the next Dr. Brown. I want to be the next uh, Leonard Ravenhill. I want to be the next guy. We say the same thing. I want to be the next person that's going to just impact my generation, that's going to preach, that's not going to compromise the gospel, that's going to preach God's holiness, righteousness, and justice. Why is only 4% of my, the people believing the, 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 the gospel? Why? Well, at one point, 99% believed in the, in the scriptures that it was God's word. I don't understand why. Maybe we're not doing our maybe we're not doing our job. Maybe we're just being compliant, you know, compla- complacent. Maybe we're just, you know, we're acting in seal. We're saying, yeah, we're going to serve at the church and we're going to do a thing. But you know what? We're, we're, we're not really doing exactly everything. We're not being mature. We're not being fruitful. Even in ourselves, we act right at the church. We act right at with our Christian friends, we go home, we have our issues, you know, we, 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 we're dealing with pornography, we're dealing with, you name it, lying and gossiping and all this junk. See, the scripture says right here in Acts chapter 9, verse 31, that the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers. Living in the fear of the Lord. You see, if you fear God, you'll see multitudes getting filled this place. Because once you begin to fear the Lord, understand that His judgment is upon the wicked. Read Romans chapter 1, verse 18. It talks about homosexual and of the wickedness of this generation. It was back then in the days of Romans, but it's still happening today. You would say, God... That's my brother, that's my sister, that's my cousin, that's my aunt, my uncle. God, give me understanding of why in the world would you say this? And then God will begin to change your heart. Romans, chapter 1. You can get there, please. Verse 18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godliness and wickedness of man who surpass the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. People just don't want to believe. It's very plain. There's a God. There's a, there's a devil. There's a heaven. There's a hell. There's a Savior's name is Jesus. And you have a chance to accept him and believe in him. 
believe in his word and live his word out and act his word out. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuses. You understand? The agnostic, the atheist can make all the excuses they want. They need somebody, they need you, that filled with compassion, the Holy Spirit of God, to pray for that person and work that relationship with that person and keep asking God, give me a heart to love that person and keep building that relationship with that person. Keep calling that person. Keep pouring your faith to that person and don't give up. The scripture says, do not grow weary from doing good. And it's it's a good time. He's going to reap a harvest. You got to keep pursuing it. You got to be persistent. For although they knew God, they neither glorify him as God... And nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became fertile and their foolishness heart were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of their moral God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over the sinful desires of their hearts and sexual impurity for the graving of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to the sinful lusts, shameful lusts. Even their woman is changing nature relations of a natural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relation with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and revealed in themselves the due penalty of the perversion. God's punishment right there. There can be an end to this if we let the people know the truth. You can hit the streets and tell people. The more you show, you, the more you spread the word out. The more you believe. The more you, you pray to God. The more you cry out. God's gonna do it. You just gotta believe. You gotta expect. Are we believing the scripture now, or are you doubting the scripture? Revelation says. Revelation 21, but you're cowardly, unbelieving. I'm not going to be a coward not to go out there and preach. No, God gave me a spirit of power, not of fear, but of love and a power in the sound mind to share his word. And I know I'm, I might be a little too harsh, but I, I, I want us to do what Jesus wants us to do. I want us to do, to go out there and understand that there are, our generation is dying. Our generation is losing its faith. Our generation are, are not believing the scripture. They'll be so surprised. Let's pray. Put some music on. I want us all just to pray. I want us just all to, wherever you are, you can come to the altar. I want us to just ask God to change our heart, to break our heart for our generation. That it's losing his faith. John the Baptist didn't care one slack. 
said it how it was.
If anyone needs to repent, repent now. I'm just feeling this. Some need to repent. Repent. Repent for the complacentness. Repent. I, I'll be the first one to repent. Be complacent. I'll be the first one to repent. I, there has to be a change. Me. I, I must go. I'm gonna go out more and preach the gospel. I'm not gonna let this happen. of Jesus. I don't want to shame that phrase, a disciple. I don't understand. I will make evangelism schedule. I can make it on the Thursday at noon or 7. I don't know. Whatever fits for anybody that we can go out fours and six to preach. You probably were aiming me in during the message, but hey, if you believe that you ought to go out and preach the gospel, if you believe that you ought to go and preach the gospel like Jesus commands us so, and you're not doing so with your church, the people, and there's so many hours throughout the week to meet out with, if you're not doing it when you say you believe in it, are you really believing if you're not doing it? You gotta be a doer of the words if you claim that you believe in it.
I'm going to put the mic right in front. I want to, I want people to come up to the mic and pray to God. Ask for souls to be saved. I want the focus to be God saves souls. God saves souls. Would you set this generation in fire, Lord? Would you set this generation on I pray, Lord, that you give us a desire, Lord, for more of you, Lord, because we can never have a passion or love for people if we don't have love for God. And I pray this, that you would heal where our love for you, Lord, in this church. To love God, love you all, heart, soul, mind, strength, Lord. So that that could be a reflection, that the reflection of that would be loving people, Lord. And we will rebuke and you with people according to your ways, Lord. I pray, Lord, right now that you will, you will give us freedom and opportunity to be even in our everyday life and to open doors to find a schedule to meet up together at the church, Lord. I pray right now for a heart of evangelism, Lord, that we will not see a generation dying before our eyes, sending to hell, and us to go to heaven, Lord. Let's not be spoiled wrath of God, but let us be the loving children of God, the, the sons of God. Then the Bible says the world will waste the rebellion of the sons of God. Lord, let reveal in us, even in this present time, that we're not fully revealed. The Holy Spirit will view our hearts. Give us these words, the power and love of our mind. I pray empower us to do the will of God in willingness. Let us not be in our flesh, but walk in the fullness of the Spirit, Lord. We pray we need you more to reach this world, Lord. To fix your heart, Lord. To do your will. I pray right now this generation, as a generation wise, 4%, Lord. I pray right now there will be a radical multiplication of that, Lord. It, Somehow, Lord, in your divine glory and in your presence, Lord, that you will reach this generation in America, Lord. That we will not just make Christian believers, but we will make disciples of God, of Christ. And then they will come here and grow and mature, Lord. I pray for maturity too, Lord. That we have the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, Lord. That we will not just be one side, but we will grow forward. We will go in the world. And we will take over the gates of hell. I pray give us the strength, Lord. Do not become worthy. Do not give up. But to be determined and to be a people of God that we be successful. Like you said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God is with you. I will give you the land to possess it. Now you will give us people to possess it. You will give us nations to possess. I pray for all the nations, Lord. And, and India, Nepal. Japan, Nepal, um, Nigeria, all the nations we have, I pray that they will be strengthened there. They will hearts will be missionary at hearts here and there, Lord. They will be missionary people, Lord. The Metro Praise will not just be just in the city, but will be out through the world, Lord. That we, you will raise up missionaries, Lord. They will, not, they will not just be there. They will go into the nations, into the 1040 window, Lord. They will not just give up and be there, Lord. They will be a fiercest growing of God, Lord. They will be John Baptist in the wilderness, Lord. They will preach 
with the baptism of the Spirit, Lord, that we will be people of the Spirit, not the flesh, not by methods, but of your Spirit, who will be by the power of God, who will make disciples. We will have 100 disciples in the world, in Chicago, and 500 churches around the world, and 50 around Chicago, and we will have churches around the USA, in Florida, and New York, and there, that this is just the beginning of a, a phase, that we will not give up, but we will be a con uh, successful, and we will do it with a humble heart and not a hard pride, that we will, this is all for you, Lord, this is all for you, Jesus, and then we will stalk you in every way that we go, and that we will not be people for us or for our lives, but for your life, Lord. We lay down our lives so you will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord Jesus, this is the very reason that you came. You came for the lost, Lord, which are everywhere. Lord God, and you put the light inside of us, Lord God. You gave us the message, Lord Jesus. You gave us the courage, Lord God. I just pray that you shake the pride off of this church, Lord God. Of the church, your church, Lord God. The whole church, Lord. You shake the pride off of them, Lord God, so that they go out and they step out in faith. That they're not afraid to stand before people they don't know and tell them that they don't know who God is. But show them the God that's inside of them, Lord God. Your church, let them rise up in, in wisdom, Lord God. And the power, Lord God, to do your will, Lord God not be afraid of what people think of them, Lord God, to only fear what you think of them, because you are the only one they're going to answer to on that day, Lord God, Lord, put a burn inside of their heart to reach the lost, Lord God, and every opportunity, let them take advantage of every single opportunity, because that could be that person's last opportunity, Lord God, let them be a light in the world, the light that you've shined with, that you've shared with us, Lord God, give everyone the courage to share it with everyone that they come in contact with, Lord God. Because now is the time. It's not tomorrow. It's not later. We're not waiting for someone else to do it, Lord God. Let us be the ones to stand up and say, I'm going to do this because, Lord Jesus, you commanded us to. In your name I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Father God. You have done so many things, Father. You are worthy of my time. You are worthy of my praise, Father. You are worthy of everything I can give you, Father. Not not just 10%. I give you everything, Father. My whole life is yours to use, Father. It's not, not a single thing do I hold back, Father, that you can use me. Father, you, you've already poured out through me, God. I see you work at, 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 my, at my job, Father. I see those people. They're a lost souls, Father. They're, they're watching. They're watching closely, Father. Let me not slip so that they can come to you, God. Um, Father, you even use me to reach people online that are far away. People like uh, Vernita that, that are in Africa, Father. Let, let her life be touched, Father, in a, in a, in a bold way, Father, that she, she can go be on fire. That will bring up other people in that area, Father. Bless her child that she will grow up in, in your ways, Father, and not in the world's, Father. And pour out to this church, Father. There's much need. There's much need among us, Father. There are a few workers, but there is a harvest out there that is beyond our control, Father. As I go out, I, I, I see the hearts that are broken. I see them every single day, the, the misery written all over them, Father. Just, just come in a powerful way. Let the glory cloud, Father, you know, follow your disciples, Father, that will bring about the conviction, for it is you that brings the conviction. 
is not our beautiful works, but your works, Father. You work in us and through us for your glory's sake, Father. Come down and bring more, more to, for, for this harvest, Father. Convict the people that need to be convicted. Bring in the power for us. Bring us the authority, Father. Bring us the fruits of the Spirit that we can stand up against scrutiny. Make us blameless beyond compare, Father, that your glory can be shown. It is not through our strength, but through our weakness that you have come, Father. That you have come to us even in our worst of times, Father. That, that these times you would show your strength in us, Father. These, these, these adversities will pour through us, Father. Don't, don't let them come down and, and break us, but let it make us grow and become even stronger. For your glory's sake, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for this this word, dear God, that you've given us. And Lord, we just repent, Lord, for being so busy with life, for allowing things to take the place of, of your purpose, dear God. We repent, dear God, for not thinking about our neighbors, for not thinking about, uh, Lord, the person in front of us who might not know you. God, I pray that we would be kingdom-minded. I pray that you would help us, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us and and that you would put people in front of us, that we would know their divine appointments. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would look at the relationships that we have now, Lord God, and ask ourselves, have we been a, a witness to them? Have we been the light, Lord, to them? In Jesus' name, I, I pray that we would not be comfortable with statistics that tell us that the church is declining because your word says that your church would prevail. I pray that it would stir up inside of us, dear God, as we pray, as we get on our knees, that we would take time to hear your heart, Lord. It's not all about us, but it's about you. So I pray in Jesus' name that as a church we would take this word, that it would minister to our hearts, dear God, not just for tonight, dear God, but for the rest of our lives, dear God, that we would understand that there's a purpose in this life and everything else will burn away. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, help us be kingdom-minded. Help us take captive every heart that comes against, every thought that comes against that, Lord. Every thought that tries to distract us. Every situation that tries to distract us from what you have for us. In Jesus' name, have mercy on us, dear God. If we've made it something else, dear God, if we've made it about us, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray this, Lord. Amen. Lord, Father God, I just, Lord, I ask that you forgive me, God, for just having this lazy spirit, Lord, Father God, this close-mindedness that I've been carrying around, Lord, Father God. Forgive me, Lord, for being a lukewarm Christian, Lord, Father God, and, and just, uh, you know, showing, showing something, Lord, Father God, that doesn't matter, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask that you just come and fill our heart, my heart, Lord, Father God. Begin with me, Lord, Father God, and just fill me up with a willing spirit, Lord, Father God, to wake up every morning and see those broken hearts, Lord, Father God, through your eyes, my God, that you would allow me to see, Lord, Father God, that what I do is not enough, my God, and that I need to do more, Lord, Father God, that it, the ways that you're pulling me through, Lord, Father God, and the things that you're putting in front of me, God, allow me to see what it is, uh, the work that is, that, that needs to be done, Lord, Father God. Give me the words to speak, Lord, Father God. Lord Jesus, I just call um, upon you, Lord Father God, that you would just allow the Holy Spirit to convict us, Lord Father God, of all all of our just our mishaps, Lord Father God, and just what hinders us from 
just uh, going out there and speaking your word freely, Lord Father God. I come against anything that hinders us right now in the name of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, who gives us a victory already, Lord Father God. There's nothing that has to be done but obedience to you, Lord Father God, that we can hear your word clearly, Lord Father God, as you speak to us and you lead us into the way we should go, my God, and that when we do hear it, Lord Father God, that we are obedient to that, Lord Father. God, I just call on you, Lord Jesus, that you would not let us be still, Lord Father God, until we do your work, my God. That nothing will be right until your work is done, Lord Father God. Jesus, for peace, Lord Father God, we just call on peace and, and sound mind, Lord Father God, that we would just be hungry for your word, God, that we would be thirsty and just dying of thirst for your word, my God, that your living water is the only thing that will quench our thirst, my God, and will feed our soul the food that it needs to persevere, to go through everything that we go through every single day, Lord Father God, and that even through our troubles, trials, and tribulations, Lord Father God, that you would teach us in integrity, Lord Father God, to persevere and to show your light through us, my God, to show your shining light through our body, God, Lord Father God, to, to just comfort those that are in need, Lord Father God, even when we are on, in our own despair, my God, that we will trust you and have faith in you, my God, that you have our lives in your hands, Lord Father God, and that our job here is just to preach your good news, my God, to show the good news that you have through our character, my God, through our actions, Lord Father God. Let us be doers and not just hearers, my God, of your word, Lord Father God. Every day as we sleep, as we wake, my God, let us be thirsty for you, God, as we work, when we come in, in contact with our coworkers, God, or the, the person sitting next to us on the bus, Lord Father God, or at the bus stop, Lord Jesus, just allow us and use us, God. Just give us divine appointments, Lord. Just put people in front of us that are hurting, that need you, God. Let us be thirsty for them, my God. Let us be hungry to save them, to, to not to save them, Lord, but to help them to see your glory, my God, for what it is, truth and divine, God. Your truth is unchanging, my Lord. Use us, my God. Use us in every, in every single way that you can, my God. And teach us to be obedient, Lord, and to just follow your spirit, my God, and to be humble to your spirit, Lord. I rebuke and come against the flesh, Lord Father God, that sometimes could seem so strong, Lord, but there is nothing nothing more stronger than your love there is nothing more beautiful than the love and freedom that there is in you jesus christ there is nothing more glorious and peaceful than to be in your presence to be at your feet my god and we shouldn't be greedy and just hold that to ourselves my god we should we should just overflow with it in our heart in our spirit my god so it could overflow to each and every single person that we come into an encounter with lord father god Give us opportunities, Lord Father God, and just open ways, God, to strike up a conversation, just to see, God. Give us wisdom and knowledge, Lord Father God, to look into the eyes of those that are hurting and just pinpoint exactly the words that you need to pierce through their hearts, my God, so they can open up willingly to us, my God. Let it be you that leads us every single moment of our days and not ourselves, Lord. Jesus, let us be selfless before you, my God. Let ourselves die every single day and be born again in you, Jesus. Let your spirit be alive in us always, my God. And don't ever let the fire burn dry, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord God, for those who are need Jesus. Yes, the ones that you said that those who are are sick, uh, who are well, don't need a physician. But those who are sick, those who are sick, and which is what is the worst condition to be in? To be without God, to be without Christ, God. That is the worst condition, God. Continue to keep our eyes open and our hearts open to this to this need, to this burden of yours. Make it ours, Lord God, that we would receive it. God, help us, God, to continue to crucify the flesh. The, the, fears and the doubts and the worries that hinder us from speaking out or sharing our faith. God, empower us, Lord God, with your spirit to be on fire that we can push aside the distractions and the needless things and the waste of time, God. Remind us, Lord, that you told us to redeem the time, that the time is short to work while it is not a day, God, for the night comes when we can no longer work, God, that why are we here on earth, God, but to exalt you, to do your will, God, and to share the gospel, God, to so that more will come into the kingdom. Your kingdom come, God. That this isn't a, a social club, a country club, but we want more people to come. This isn't some elite thing. It's for everybody, whosoever will. Yes, and we believe that, Lord. And just open our eyes, Lord, that we'll be willing, that we'll be vessels prepared, God, for your use, that we'll be ready to give an account to what we believe for what we believe, God, that we're ready, God, that help us, Lord, each day to wake up ready because this might be the day, God, that you would have us speak to this person or that person. Help us for it to be alert like this, God. Yes, alert, Lord, to the many opportunities, God, whether it's on the bus or in the park with our kids or at work or school or in class, God, or at weddings and, and showers and parties, God, wherever the unsaved are, wherever you put us for. And remind us, God, of those, those old contacts, old friends and family members that, oh, yeah, we're going to call them one day. We're going we're gonna to send them a message. God, remind us, put it on our heart that now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. We don't know. This may be their last day. This may be their last week, God. Remind us, Lord, God, that you love each person. You not only love the ones that we know, but the ones that we don't know, God. The, the stranger that's waiting there at the bus or, or at, the, at the store even, God. At the, at the supermarket that, that looks up at us. God, you love that person as much as you love us, as much as you love our, our children. You love them. Make that reality strong in our hearts, God. Give us your compassion, God. Thank you, Jesus. nine o'clock and I know uh, we went uh, 
It was a little different today, but God touched my heart. That's what counts. From the moment I walked here to the moment until now, let's just remember what you prayed for. Remember what you heard. And remember Boricua Fest is coming. Remember that every day is Boricua Fest. Every day is is uh, it's an opportunity. It's, you are the church. You are, you are the church. The church is inside me. Stay on. It's up to you guys. So, I just want to dismiss everyone. Thanks for coming. And-